everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-host, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 105 of the Spinisher Grin, and tonight's category is it's getting tired in here. So, Frank, I'm curious, what did you come up with uh, for it's getting tired in here? So we're going to do these backwards in the order I watched them, hmm. um, because I really think that the the second movie, which was the first movie, deserves its own like full period of time to discuss. Um and the second movie that I watched, which will now be the first movie, technically, I guess, meets the criteria a little better. Okay. I have to be creative what? with my interpretation. Okay. All right. I was going to ask so your thought first... process on all of this. Like, uh, I wouldn't um, even know where to start unless it dealt with sleep or something. Yeah, that was my initial thought was to do like, I don't know, there's like a sleepwalker movie or um, whatever. Yeah. But then... I was browsing through Netflix and I was like, oh my God, I can interpret this category this way. And I can watch this movie that I've been meaning to watch for a long time now. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then like the next day, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should just have as a backup. Um, so I picked a 2004 um, teen comedy called The Sleepover. Uh Directed by a man named Joe Nussbaum, who I don't know anything about, nor did I look up. Um, it stars two girls named Alexa Vega and Mika Burem, who I don't know. But it also has Jane Lynch, Brie Larson, Steve Carell, and Jeff Garland in it. So hmm. all the um, supporting actors are people that like you immediately recognize. Um, although I'm pretty sure I've seen that Alexa Vega. I think she's like from Spy Kids or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. She's my kids' girl. Gotcha. Um. So, let me. So, sleepover obviously is the reason why I chose it because, right. you know, it's about these four teen girls who are leaving middle school to go into high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. And they're gonna have a fun, wacky sleepover. Um. You know, to kind of celebrate like they're leaving middle school. Mm-hmm. I will first say that this movie would never be able to be released today, mm. um, because of some of the implications, I guess, and like teen sexuality, or probably would not be released as like a comedy in any event. Right. Um, so. There's these four girls going to have a sleepover. Um, three of them are like middling popular kind of like they're sort of overlooked. And then one of them super popular. The super popular girl decides at the last minute that she wants to hang out with her other friends. And her older high school boyfriend has asked her to a dance and she's going to go. So she's got to skip out. So they invite this other girl that they only kind of know um, who's uh, slightly overweight. Um, so everybody makes fun of her for being fat, of course. Mm. Um, so they're all going to have this sleepover. So Jane Lynch, who's the mom, buys like all this like stuff for little kids um, because, of course, um, she's clueless to the fact that her 14-year-old daughter doesn't want to dress up like a ladybug um, for the sleepover. Um, the dad is played by Jeff Garland. He's this clueless slug who's a plumber. 
and who's obsessed with the idea of like fixing their pipes to make better tasting water. And then her older brother is um, a college dropout who kind of is just an idiot and lives at home. Um, so this is the setup. Mm. So early on, they find out that the popular, so the popular girl that was supposed to go to the sleepover um, is going to the dance and her boyfriend takes her to a park to like hook up. And she's like, no, I want to go to the dance. And the guy's like, no, we're going to hook up. And she says, no, I'm not going to hook up with you. So after trying to like force himself on her a few times, he kicks her out of the car and makes her go off by herself. So you would think that this would like make her a sympathetic character. Um, but you think she's just a fucking asshole for the rest of the movie. Um, there's a couple parts where they sort of like make her sort of a good guy, but I don't know. It's just really weird booking. Um, so even though they're expressly forbidden from leaving the house, they decide to go out on the town and have a night out. So they sneak out and the chubby girl, whose name is Yancey, um, Yancey's dad has an electric car. Um, like one of those tiny little like old electric cars that used to exist. Okay. Um, so she can drive them around because there's the scavenger hunt and the popular girls have challenged these four to go on the scavenger hunt together where the prize is the winners get to sit at this like nice table at lunch the next year and the losers have to sit by the dumpster. Um, so they have to get, um, they have to put their clothes on mannequins in a store display. They have to get a date at a local nightclub and get a picture from there. Um, they have to steal the parking or they have to steal the side panel sticker of this like local rent-a-cop company that like patrols the neighborhoods. Hmm. And then they have to take a pair of boxers from this high school boy that uh, the Alexa um, Vargas girl has a crush on. So huh. <laughs> again, very, very typical um like feels like a very 80s teen comedy you know right. like this wacky situation taking place every one night so pretty early on they kind of creep you out because <laughs> the girls are upstairs and um alexa is like look at the panties my mom bought me and they're like granny panties and she's like Basically, like, I need something sexier than this. Like, no one's going to take me seriously in these. And it's like, lady, you're 14 years old. Like, right. we should be looking at your underpants anyway. <laughs> um, so anyways, they go out on town. Um, Steve Carell is the rent-a-cop um, who's, they're making too much noise at one point, like, listening to music. And so he, like, tries to bust them and he's just a, I don't know, whatever. He's just an asshole. Like it's the standard again, like you've seen this character a hundred times in a movie, like the kind of like nerdy clueless guy that takes his job way too seriously. Right. Um, really weird performance by him. And this is, I guess like a year before the office, maybe right. 2004. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so, 
they go to the gap, I think, or whatever. Um, but the other, the popular girls have gotten there first and they've locked the store display where the female mannequins are. So these girls have to get into the store display where the male mannequins are and get them undressed. So they can put their clothes on them so they can take a picture. So a really weird cover of freeze frame by the Jay Giles band plays, but it's Ooh. like sung by, I don't know, like, like a peppy lady or something. Okay. Um, and Steve Carell is parked outside and every time he turns around, like they pause on dressing the mannequins in different like poses, but you can obviously tell that they're real people because they're blinking and like moving and stuff. But mm-hmm. Steve Carell's too dumb to realize it. Sure. Um, but then finally he catches him in the act. So he runs in to get him, and he's falling all over the place and then they lock him in. So now he's trapped in there. And they run away. So then they go to the. So they had set up a fake dating profile, and had found a guy. And the Vargas girl dresses in her mom's dress, that they like, pin up to make her boobs stick out so she looks more seductive. Mm. And the gimmick is that she's a seafood model, and she has to get a date with this guy so he'll take a picture with her and buy them a drink. So when they go in, it turns out that the guy is like their teacher and he's flirting with them because mm-hmm. he thinks that they're like adults, basically. Right. Uh, right. But then he realizes it's them and still lets them hang out with him in this club. And and let me tell you something. I was really uncomfortable during this part because I thought that maybe the gimmick, like the part was going to be that he tried to like kiss one of them or have some kind of relationship but fortunately he has a conscience and that doesn't happen but still there's these underage kids in this like bar basically hanging out with this old man or older man um so they get their picture and they run away and while they're there she sees her mom jane lynch like basically twerking up on top of a like bar table because she was going out with her friends right uh, she also drops the scarf when she's there, which is like a, the mom finds the scarf and it's like, oh, this is my scarf. Like nobody else could have like an ugly paisley scarf. Um, <laughs> so then they leave and they get a call. The mom is headed or no. How does that? They get a call. The her She pays her brother $50 to kind of look out so that let me tell you something. I hate talking about this fucking movie. Like, <laughs> I I wouldn't have been able to tell. She has to go. She has to get. Oh, Evan Peters is in it too, and he plays this dude that's oh. obsessed with her, and okay. he's a skateboarder that's had like he was in a coma from a trick he performed. So she has to get on his skateboard and rush home, so she can be pretend like she's been home the whole time. So when her mom calls to check in on her, she can talk to her. And so that happens. Um, okay, is this the clip that I saw as the trailer plays silently in the background for me where she, like, hops the dog on the skateboard? Yeah, she's wearing a red dress. and Yeah, she's and, she, like, and there's a dog in the way, so she just hops in the air while riding the skateboard and lands back on the skateboard? Yeah, that's accurate. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So she manages that, then she gets back with her friends, and um, the guy that she's in love with, the Steve Phillips guy, like, 
he sees her, he's like, oh, that's amazing. And then he remembers her from the bus when they were in elementary school. So um, he looks her up in the yearbook and he's like, oh, she's really grown up. So again, here's like an older mm-hmm. male figure like fetishizing this 14-year-old girl. Um, so they end up like the mean girls catch her the mean girls call the patrol tech that's the name of the company that Steve Crow works for and says that there's a suspicious girl in the neighborhood um, because it's her trying to get Steve Phillips boxer shorts so she breaks into his house as and him and his friend are there like playing pulling it ready to go to the dance and she goes and she hides in the shower and Steve Phillips comes in and gets naked and so she watches him get naked from like inside the shower um, and then the other girls are in the electric car and they get, they get in a minor fender bender with the patrol tech car. And so Steve Phillips like puts a towel around his waist and goes out to see what's going on. And she steals his underwear and runs away. Um, so then Steve Carell like corners her, but then the other, oh, Evan Peters like deflates the tires on his car and then everybody they pull up in the little electric car and she gets in and they escape. So then the last thing they have to get from the scavenger hunt is the crown from the prom. I, I guess it's the prom. I don't know. It's some dance and I'll call it a prom. Okay. So they go there and they manage to make their way in. And anyway, you find out that Steve Phillips is in love with, has fallen in love with her and, he wants to dance with her and they almost kiss, but then she has to run away because she has to be home before her mom gets home. And there's some more hijinks and the whole time, like the brother is upstairs wearing high heels and stomping around so that the dad will think that the girls are still there and they didn't leave. And then there's this conversation where the mom knows that they left and she admits it, but she's like, you know, I kind of grew up a little bit and the mom softens her stance and like, Oh, I can't force you to be a little girl forever. Um, she buy her new panties. Jesus oh no! But there is a scene where all the girls have bought each other panties that have their names embroidered. Oh on my they're god! All, they're all g-string. Oh, I'm sorry, I made that joke. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, so then Steve Phillips shows up at her house, and they go up into um her brother's tree fort, and they make out. Mm-hmm. And the next year, you see that the popular girls are sitting at the dumpster table and they're all freaking out because they're sitting at the dumpster. Oh, right. I forgot about the impetus. The whole like driving. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So that's, that's, that's sleepover. Um, okay. In all honesty, like the performances aren't awful necessarily. It's just written really poorly and it's definitely written to be Nothing that, like, you would never put, like, basically, like, young teens in these situations today, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Unless you were doing some kind of, like, warning parable against, like, the dangers of whatever. Like, letting your kids run amok. Like that mid-90s movie or something. Um, but definitely yeah. not, like, a comedy with, like, young, nubile, like, teens or whatever. Um yeah, just weird. I don't know. 
Yeah. I guess there's a more, more, although less innocent time um, back then. So. Yeah. The writer of this, Eliza Bell, um, is known for writing Vegas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Um, And then uh, this was her biggest year, though, probably, because she had this and Little Black Book come out the same year, the Brittany Murphy movie. Um, I'm actually surprised surprised we didn't watch this in 2004. <laughs> Do you remember this coming out? I don't even remember this movie. Existing. I don't recall. Yeah. Little Black we Book, I remember. Have, we might not have gotten it because I don't think it was quite a wide release. It only made $10 million, so it literally probably lasted like one week. Sure. It's weird. So Brie Larson plays one of the mean girls. Um, and her performance is completely unremarkable. Like, there's not really even anything to, um, to talk about, really. Hmm. Um, there's a really funny cover of "Wannabe" that's sung by the girls, where nobody knows the words, so it, they just keep repeating. Tell me, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is super entertaining to listen to, and you know, oh, Scout Taylor Compton was in this too. She went oh, yeah. to do Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Um, oh God, Jeff Garland was playing the father. That's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear you say Jeff Garland's name. Oh, yeah. so he was like, he was doing like the typical like Homer Simpson act, right? Like. Sort of, like yeah. Dad or whatever. I would call him more. Um, yeah, I guess Homer Simpson is fine. Well, there's variations, right? But Homer Simpson yeah. started all that shit. I mean, <laughs> the dumb dad, um, <clears throat> Tim Taylor. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably more more apropos. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That um that sounded absolutely dreadful, Frank. How long was this? Eighty nine minutes? Did it feel much longer than that? Uh yes. <laughs> what does this thing got? Oh, fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So you would think that there's not much worse you could do. Wow. Um, honestly, well, I, I would I think like... there's not much more boring you could do, but um, is what I would think. But there's worse. I'm glad I watched the other movie first. And actually, let me tell you, this next movie we're going to talk about, I ended up having to watch it twice, um, just to get the full feeling of it. <laughs> um, this is a movie that I've talked about watching for several years now. Okay, uh, five years actually, roughly. Um, and I've just never pulled the trigger on it because it makes you tired. No. Yeah. Well, it makes me want to sleep the eternal sleep of death. Um, when I would think about it. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to talk about 2019's cats. Oh, damn. Um, finally. Based on the Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, Broadway musical of the same name. Um, stars 
Judy Dench, James Corden, Jason Derulo, Andrew Selba, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, um, Francesca Hayward. Um, okay. Siri wants to show me all about Candace. Mm. I'm going to tell you that this movie looked awful when we would see previews of it. Um, And one of the lowest rated and generally considered one of the worst like big budget movies ever. Right. Right. And for, for, for good reason, like I have never, I'm, I was vaguely familiar with cats because it was popular when I was a kid. And because my mom used to sing that memory song all the time, um, I didn't realize until much later in life that Cats was based on um, Old Possum's book of Practical Cats, mm-hmm. the T.S. Eliot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've read that. So there was some that was kind of interesting to me a little bit just mm-hmm. from that perspective, because I like Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um. This movie's plot is basically cats live this like mysterious life that you don't know about as a human. And there's these certain cats in London that are called the Jellicle cats, which I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. And they never really explain what it means, except they're part of like a group of Jellicle cats. Yeah. J-E-L-L-I-C-L-E. Um, and they sing about them being Jellicle cats all the time, and they have Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, but they're not going to tell you what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the Jellicle cats, once a year, their leader, who is this ancient cat that supposedly has been alive for a hundred years, named Old Deuteronomy, um, chooses who, which cat gets to ascend to heavy side they call it which is basically heaven and be reborn um in a new form as a as a new cat okay so every every cat wants to like have this honor of like being selected by old deuteronomy um they call it the jellical choice and that's where then they get to go to heaven so the entire movie is about these cats vying for selection as the jellical choice and that's it. There's no other plot to the movie. Um, Idris Elba plays uh, McCavity, who's like the evil, like he's a magical cat, like he can cast spells, um, which mostly just involves him teleporting or teleporting other people. Um, and he's a bad dude. Um, mm. And he's got like a group of people that follow him. So there's um, uh, the Taylor Swift cat is like in league with him um and then there's oh my god growl tiger who's played by ray winstone who's also in league with him um and then these two like cats that are kind of tricked into helping him which is um mungo jerry and rumple teaser which are kind of like these like thief thief cats sort of or mm-hmm. they're just sort of air duels um francesca hayward is victoria she's um dumped off by her owner and she like meets the jellicle cats and they're kind of like 
feeling her out because they might want her to join the Jellicle Cat Society or whatever. Right. And so that's how you meet them. So everything in this movie... First of all, I'm not a fan of musicals that don't have, like, a spoken narrative in between musical acts that is actually propelling the story. Right. So if all you're doing is singing at me for fucking two hours and X number of minutes, um, even if I like the songs, I find that it's kind of, like, boring. Mm-hmm. And this movie ain't doing nothing but singing at you for fucking two hours and 12 minutes, wherever the fuck. Right. Um, well, 110 minutes. Jesus Christ. Um... So you get introduced to all the cats, and they all sing a song about themselves. So you meet um, Mr. Mistopheles, who's the guy that's in love with Victoria. But then there's... Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Monkus Trap or something like that. That's also in love with her. And they're kind of vying for her attention. And then you got to hear the song about... Um, Rebel Wilson is Jenny Annie Dots who's this fat like house cat Mm -hmm. that eats cockroaches and like just kind of lays around all day. And so you get to see Rebel Wilson eating a human being dressed like a cockroach, like through CGI. Um, There's Bustopher Jones, who's played by James Corden. He's another fat cat. Um, I actually like that song a lot, the Bustopher Jones with white spats um, because he's got like white paws. Uh fucking Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger. Um <laughs> he's like the the cat that everybody wants to fuck, I guess. Mm. Sort of like, he's like the classy cat that all the ladies like. Mm-hmm. Um Ian McKellen is Gus, which is short for asparagus. And he's a cat that used to be on the stage, but now he's like grown old. Mm. Um Yeah, there's uh what's her name? Um Jennifer Hudson is uh, Grizabella, who's this cat that like fell under the sway of uh, McCavity and lost her way, and now nobody likes her because she's like a homeless person, and they all just kind of hate her. Um, Judy Dench plays Old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy. That makes sense. Um, so there's all these songs about singing about these these different cats and like what you should know about these cats. Um, and some of the songs are actually pretty decent. The weird thing is they just basically use the, um, uh, the lyric from the Elliot book and just put songs to it and change like a couple words. So if you're familiar with fucking old possum, like you kind of already know, like what's, what you're going to get. Um, there's a part where, so McCavity keeps stealing the people that have what he feels are the best chance to get the Jellicle choice. So he he kidnaps um, uh, Jenny Any Dots. He kidnaps Bustopher Jones. Um, he eventually ends up kidnapping Old Deuteronomy, but Mr. Mistopheles uses his magic powers because he's also a magical cat to bring her back. There's a scene where um, Gus E. McKellen is telling the story about... Um, when he used to be on the stage and how he played like basically the Balrog kind of and Judy Dench gets all turned on. So this is, you know, texted you and Ryan about mm. um, where she's laying like prone on her bed and she basically lifts her leg up to expose her vagina mm. and like makes like a at him. 
I guess to show like, hey, gosh, you can come get some anytime you want. Right. Um. That's that's pretty awful. The other thing that's really awful about this movie, I mean, aside from like most of it, most um, of it. do you remember in the early early two thousands, late nineties? Right, late late nineties is better. When polygon like character models were first being introduced, and there was these PS one era games, like especially like sports games where it would just be a facsimile of the person's actual face, like, pasted on a polygon. Yes. So it was always, like, dead-eyed and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they did the CGI in this movie. And almost nothing is done, like, practically. Like, everything's done in, like, green screen. So mm-hmm. proportions change. Like, so sometimes the cats are, like, super tiny against, like, a background, and sometimes they're more normal size, and there's no real... Oh, like rhyme or reason to how it goes so it's really uncanny valley breaking like when you're watching this movie and it really never makes any sense in terms of like i don't know like none of it and again like they never even explain like the whole jellical thing and um jennifer hudson singing memories and victoria gets like all sad for her, so she ends up talking to old Deuteronomy into making her like the jellical choice. Um, and let me tell you something Jennifer Hudson's fucking memories mm-hmm. is moving, like it's super powerful. It was mm-hmm. really good because it's like a song you recognize, you know, right. and it's not just a bunch of weird, like made up words. And I get that, like, Elliot's whole thing was like playing with language and kind of putting together sounds to kind of imitate certain things but it just doesn't work in the real world like i don't i don't know i mean i think it's a pretty clever idea of um andrew lloyd weber to sort of steal because apparently it had been done before like people had taken old possums guide and like made songs out of it but weber was the first one to take it and make an entire musical Mm. um but it's so fucking British and so old. It just, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, so yeah, so finally in the end, Griselda, she's the one that they send up to heaven and McCavity tries to like catch a ride on her hot air balloon. That's what they're sending up, but um, to take her to heaven side or whatever, heavy side. Um, but he fails and he ends up, even though he can teleport now, he's stuck on top of like some monument in Britain. Um, and the cats all sing and Victoria gets made a jellical cat and uh, that's it. So, so I watched this movie for the first time and was pretty, um, pretty unhappy with it, I guess. Uh, it was not something I enjoyed. But then the more I sat there and thought about it, the more I was like, eh, I got to watch it again. Like, number one, I wanted to really get, like, the songs in my head so I would kind of, like, know. And that's why I can remember the names of all these fucking, like, cats. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm not going to lie. Like, I think if they would have taken this movie and done it as 100% practical effects, like, just taken the humans and put them in costumes, right? And then had them on actual, like, 
constructed sets that were made proportionate to their bodies. I still don't think this is a great movie, but I think it's a much better movie. Hmm. I mean, I think it's like whatever, like either you like cats or you don't. And I, you know, definitely not everybody likes musicals, but I think that cats is a pretty popular musical from like our parents time. So some people still have to enjoy it. And some of the songs are pretty decent. Like I like some of the songs in it. Sure. But man, like it's just, it's so ruined by every single bit of like CGI that they use in it. And I guess apparently he didn't really understand what he was doing. And that's part of the problem too, is like, um, he spent like days, like trying to edit it, even like right up to the time when it was being released and had no idea like what he was doing really. And so it kind of ruined all of it. And then he tried to blame, um, he tried to blame the animators, and so they all got like laid off. Are you talking about Tom Hoop, um, Hooper, or whatever, or Hopper, yeah, like right. his the director? Right. Okay. <sighs> so anyway, I never knew the story, like fully of Cats until you like explained it to me. I had heard the, some of the more popular songs and knew the silly names and stuff like that. That's terrible. Yeah, it's one of those things where like. Elliot is doing the same thing, but from a different perspective that he's doing in something like Proof Rock, right? Like, he's building this world, but he's using, like, um, like, like, like Lewis Carroll, right? Like, he's making up words, or he's combining... Because sure. the, the, the idea is that a cat has three names, and the first name is the name that you give it, and then the second name is the name that, like, other cats call it, which is usually, like, a lot more descriptive or whatever. And then the third name is the secret name that you can never know. Like, the cat, only the cat knows its own secret name. And Elliot, like, whatever, does shit with that. And, again, it's, like, just... What's that fucking, um... What's that C.S. Lewis, uh... Jabberwocky? No, that's that's Lewis Carroll with Jabberwocky. C.S. Lewis wrote that one. Oh, C.S. Lewis, sorry. That one thing that you read when you were doing your talking about it when you were in, doing, getting your graduate degree. Oh. It's um the the letters between like the devil and God or whatever. What 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 is that? Oh called? yeah, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. Though, yeah, right? I do. I can only remember mere Christianity at this point for some reason, but that's not it. I know what you're talking about. So anyway, so this is TSLA doing something similar. Sure. Just with like this fake like underground world of cats that is really just like, I I think, because I don't really know, but I think it's like veiled criticism of like British society at the time or whatever. Um, Like here's the lazy cat. Here's the cat that does nothing but from from like club to club depending on like its own moods here's the cats that are like untrustworthy and will fuck your shit up and screw tape letters that's screw it. tape letters thank you yeah. um so then just being turned into a musical it's just it's weird i don't know yeah and i guess like i guess it probably actually plays out a lot better on stage because you can sort of absorb like 
the people just coming out and kind of like introducing themselves and then disappearing for a long period of time and like rotating people in and out like that. And the McCavity thing works better because then there's a reason for a character to be pulled away because he's like kidnapped him or whatever. Um, but man, like it just, it just doesn't work as a movie. It's a really weird choice of something to film. And was long considered like almost like unfilmable, like Blood Brandian or whatever level of right. like, well, how are you ever going to film this? <laughs> um, and they shouldn't have. But really, the worst thing about it is just like, like every once in a while, like a face won't match up with like the way a body moves. And Oh my god, the Judy Dench fucking exposing her crotch thing is just like horrifying. That's that sounds yeah. Yeah. The other problem too is because they CGI their faces onto these like heads, they can't emote. Like nobody can show any level of emotion or whatever. They're just all kind of like these flat faced like nothings, and it's just oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah. It's really disturbing. I've had the trailer like, playing on loop in the background. Um, it's really disturbing. The entire thing, like everybody, the way everybody looks. I um, I hate it. Like I hate everything about like the way it looks. Like I hate like the the weird nighttime type yeah, stuff. Like everything looks bad. the street stuff looks fake. Like all of it is. Just oh, it's really awful. Bad. And it also all takes place in a single night. It's one of those like conceits. Mm. So everything is dark, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Best thing I've ever seen related to cats actually was Kimmy Schmidt, where Titus, um, like, uh, goes up on stage and like sneaks basically into like the show of cats, mm. and um they call him out after the show ends and like he make, makes up his own cat like frumbly bumbly and um goes up on stage and sings gibberish like basically about his cat and then he finds out that that's the secret of cats is that that's how everybody yeah <laughs> that's pretty uh, accurate because it is all gibberish right so m- memories is a real song and mm-hmm. memories are really i'm telling, like jennifer hudson fucking amazing like in that in that role and like singing that song because there really is no roles. It's just like, can you sing the song that's associated with your cat? And then there's a song called Beautiful Ghosts that um, Taylor Swift wrote with Andrew Lloyd Webber for the musical. And that's actually a really good song, too. Mm. But Webber, I guess, had like seen like parts of production. And it basically told um, uh, Amblin or Universal, like they're ruining this movie and it's going to be an absolute like bomb if you don't listen to me and they just kind of ignored him so that's just what happened like it's just he was right right yeah that's crazy um so in spite of myself the second time Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it a lot more because i could just kind of focus on the music and i do enjoy some of the music in in this thing um, and I could pay less attention, but man, I tell you, like every time, like one of the cats, like looks at the screen and like makes the face and it's like, <laughs> like it's so fucking unnerving, like mm-hmm. watching because you know all these people, you know, right, right, yeah. Hudson is the one that looks more most like a person wearing a costume, which I think is the way to go. 
I don't know why they thought the CGIing everything was the way to go because it's really fucking bad, and it probably cost them three times as much as it would have done just to do like practical makeup. Yeah, of course it would. Like that, may, it makes no sense. Yeah, you don't need to believe that these people are actually cats, right? You're not going to, right? And like desexualizing them sometimes, but then like hypersexualizing, like they're stretching and moving and. God, old, when they like old Deuteronomy when, needs dick, man. What, 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 what? Right when when they're in, well, old Deuteronomy is a, a dude. Oh, is the original. So oh. just because Judy Dench wanted to be in it, they changed the character. Gotcha. But like when they're affectionate towards each other, they just like rub their bodies together, and that's kind of weird looking too. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I'm glad I saw it because I kept telling myself I wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Said, there, there's the result. Yeah, it is I'm really tired. getting tired in here. Yeah, so cats, I guess. That's yeah. The, uh, Damn, that's a that's a bullet you took. Um, but on. then the weird thing is, like, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is like your iced um of 2024. And you're just gonna like just do nothing but like watch cats for a year. I mean, it's possible. Like, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't. I'm not enjoying myself when I'm watching it. But I don't know. Like I just, I want to see. Like I want to see if I can discover more. Like there's this. Like what? A, what? What a jellical is like. Yeah, I'm never gonna know. There's this fucking cat called Skimbleshanks, um, who runs the railroad, and like it's it's awful. Like his song is so bad, but they're so confident when they're out there like prancing about and like. I don't know, man. I can't explain like what it is that I'm getting out of this, but I'm I'm probably gonna have to watch it again this week sometime. Uh, you'll be you'll be making a fucking jellical choice by by the end of this. They need to make me the jellical choice so I can go to heaven side and leave this fucking world. Let me tell you. <laughs> are, you, are, you are you doing all right, man? Jesus, <laughs> send me to fucking Thailand. That, that's where I want to go. That's my jellical choice. <sighs> Basically, but I'm just Buster for Jones and White Spats. Buster for Jones and White Spats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just, just keep an eye on how much you watch that movie. That feels like it, you could sing into a hole there. <clears throat> I could just sing it all the time. That's what's gonna end up happening, right? What, um. So what am I? Is is that the actual movie? Am I co-listing these things? Is Cats the movie? Make Cats the movie. Okay. What's your chagrin score on Cats? Uh, it feels uh weird. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to predict here. It's probably an eight. Mm. I mean, it's real. It's it's real tough to watch. Like, it's much easier if you kind of like just watch it out of the side of your eyes instead of like looking straight on because it's not as damaging if you do that. Um, but you get pretty fucked up pretty quick if you just like sit there and stare at it and watch these things like move on the screen in front of you and they never stop singing. Yeah. Off topic, but that's exactly what I do with Simon Miller to reference a text between us earlier. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't like really look at it because I can't stop looking at the guy's hands when he's talking. Yeah. Well, you should watch Cats. It's on Netflix. Hey, good times. Right. All right. 
eight score on cats. Um, that's actually better than I thought. Like if I would have predicted cats chagrin level, like beforehand, I would have I would have thought nine plus. But that's it's good. Well, here we are, nine right. plus. I thought it would be a lot worse. Right. I remember one of the worst things I've ever seen, and even though it's not good, I've seen so much worse in the past couple of years that um, it's hard to quantify it like that. Yeah. Have seen Larry the Cable by Col- Larry the Cable Guy calling Health Inspector. It's still one of the more ridiculous names ever. <laughs> um like that title always kills me because it's like you gotta fit you can't advertise it like you know whatever make up a different name right like you know fucking like Larry Haggis health inspector it's like they gotta fit Larry the cable guy into the title of the movie rather than trying to sell it as Larry the cable guy I, I it's it's so amazing Busted for Jones in white spots. All right, you want to see what you get next week? Yeah, let's see. Oh, the art of the kickbox. Oh, I got like three movies already seen. I am sure you do. Um. Yeah, the art of the kickbox is your category nice. for next week. I'm down. I'm. I'm. I'm with that. Hmm. With that category. Nice. Good. I told you it's not going to be that. There's only a couple categories. You might like buckle on a little bit. You um. You want to watch a couple trailers? Like I called. Can't trailers make me watch cats again. I'll tell you that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I I have not watched any of these trailers. Um. So I have no idea what to expect, but this is a pro- movie on Prime that apparently is coming out soon. I think, I think it's Ricky Stanicky or Stanicky. Ricky Stanicky uh, is the title of this. No idea what to expect. Don't know what type of movie it is. Nothing. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and watch this. Let's do it. Stanicky, what up, man? Are you serious? Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be a comedy. You should drive out there. Ricky's been there for you guys your whole lives. The devil's in the details, my friend. <laughs> it works. Zach Efron. What we got? Ricky's cancer's back. Why does it have to be cancer? Won't everybody get worried? Oh, comedy about cancer. It's going to take us right in. Nice, nice. I, I hope when I end up with cancer, it's this fun. The best friend we never had. Mm. My baby's going to be born six weeks early. I was born six weeks early. Oh, shit. I want to know where the hell you guys mm-hmm. were tonight. We called every hospital and there was no record of a Ricky Stanicky. You know, all oh. we did was tell one lie. Oh, it's a fake friend. Many, many years. If the truth does come out, my marriage is over. What if we hire an actor to play Stanicky? Oh, God, who's getting stud cast in this? X-rated rock and roll and oh, shit, it's Cena. Wall to wall, top to bottom, jizz jams. Thanks for coming out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So horny to be here. This is a really bad idea. <laughs> Oh man. Oh Jesus. I've been cold turkey in the booze. Ricky Snicky's in the program. Remember? Oh Rod. It's not what you think it is. It's just piss. I'm a hyper every time. No my mom. Yeah, okay. It does not exist. Hey, my spot! 
This is Ted Summerhays, my boss. Ted, nice to meet you. Digging the suit and the seedlings, man. The seedlings. The hair plugs are new, right? This is my. Oh, they give him William H. Muffin work again? Oh, yeah. Was he me too at one point? Now, um. They were all they were involved in that um Oh right, right. Shit. Yeah, the getting school. college man. That's awesome. You just said what did you say to say it one more time? We can't let them out of our sight. Not only did I miss the birth of my son, but I let some poor old Peter Frampton impersonator snip his And we're done. Stinicky, you are unbelievable. Show's over, Rod. It's Ricky. Ricky Stinicky isn't real! My job sucked, I have no friends. Now I have all those things. <laughs> Is he just playing an accordion with dogs fucking on a bed next to him? I think that's right. <laughs> we gotta get rid of him. I'm um I'm I'm pretty down with watching this movie. Invisible dogs. Dear God, it's true. To support. Now it looks like I'm cupping the balls. There'll be some there'll be like like ten genuine laughs in that movie, probably, and you probably saw like two to three of them. them. Yeah, something like that in that. Um <clears throat> I I'm seen as like fast becoming one of my favorite comedy actors in Hollywood. Agreed. And I think he can do a lot. Yeah, I think his range is really broad. Yes. It's weird. Like we talked about this when we talked about the Stone Cold Steve Austin movie last week. I think maybe just like being in front of thousands and tens of thousands of people and, you know, a million people at home. Like, I think it really does something to get them prepared to be like real actors and just like let it go and, yeah, I think some of them it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it did not for Bret Hart. Um, no, but um, but it, I mean, he never felt comfortable in front of those people anyway. I think I think you're right. I think it's the people that like are really over and get really comfortable with audiences and playing to those like big audiences. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you see it with Austin. Obviously, you see it with The Rock. I mean, um. But yeah, you see it in Cena, and I think Cena has a better. I think you're right. He has slightly more range, and he has a better sense of humor. I think than any other wrestling. Yeah, I agree with that. Like star. All right, uh, next one um, is is this Prime or is this Netflix? I can't remember. Um, maybe it's theaters. Uh, is the remake of Roadhouse with um, Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh um, my god, yeah, I saw the poster for this. Yeah, I uh yeah, I saw that he's like fucking jacked um for this. Like I guess that's the new thing is like, you know, thirty and forty year olds like getting like super fucking ripped, like to before we start, do you have insurance? What? The coverage good, like do you have dental? Oh haha. Is there a hospital nearby? Is it like too far? It's about like twenty five minutes, I'd say. <laughs> Uh, I just slapped you. Are you alright? What? Patrick Swayze wasn't a dick in the uh in the first one, was he? <laughs> he was like a Zen Yeah. Laid back Zen master kind of guy. Right. What? Former UFC fighter. Oh. I see. So the Roadhouse is a fight club? Lately it's been attracting the wrong clientele. No, he was probably working underground fights because he's a washed up UFC fighter and now he's getting offered the Roadhouse job to be like the head bouncer. I know who you are. Elwood Dalton, big fan man. Elwood Dalton? 
You just take a big step back and pop him in the face. You can do it. Tell me about this fountain. Yeah, it's all nice. Like he's Mr. Rogers or something. Who is that? Really interesting guy overall. Bran wants to take the roadhouse away from me. He wants to build some resort. How long has it been since you've seen the original roadhouse? Have a certain way of getting things done around Sometime mid-90s, maybe? Late-90s? Yeah, I think I'm about like the one same. Time. I don't... Hey, fellas! No, fuck Isn't the plot there. that it's like somebody's running drugs through the roadhouse, and that's what Swayze has to stop? <laughs> yeah, it's like the... It's the old guy that like kind of like runs the roadhouse, though, isn't it? Oh, like, I don't know. Or, or it's maybe the girl's father? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I get the impression that you can't be threatened. I can't remember that guy's name. He plays a good villain, though. Once Knox is on the job, it's over, baby. Is that Conor McGregor? That's Conor McGregor, yeah. I was talking about, like, the rich guy that's replacing the father from the first movie. Yeah. People seem a little aggressive around here. It's a long fucking trailer. It is. It reminds me of how long the Fall Guy trailer is. Yeah. They show, yeah, I'm telling you, these damn trailers, they show, like, way too much of these movies. Damn it, that's not what I meant to do. Um, <clears throat> there was one more I wanted to watch. Um, because it, it's, the name is ridiculous, and the image that I saw associated with it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll end up watching the fucking Roadhouse movie. I probably should watch the old one, too. I'm sure it'll come up free somewhere, like, when this one comes out. We should do a Versus. We should. Yeah, when it comes out, like, to rent for $5 or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, All right. The, uh, the last movie that I have here for us is called Monkey Man. Um... And it uh, the the image I saw associated with it originally um, when I like want to look it up I haven't watched it is was was a guy I guess wearing a monkey mask kind of like a realistic oh, monkey yeah, mask yeah, standing yeah, in a yeah. ring. Um, so I was like, okay, like what's going on here? So you know anything about this? Just I saw a promotional shot from it, and I said, oh, "Is that, this is that Deb Patel?" Yeah, it is Deb Patel. Yeah. It looks pretty brutal, this movie. Really? Yeah, I've, I I have seen this. I'm already movie. like, this is not what I expected, what I'm saying. They brought fire and data to the land. <laughs> it's filmed really well. Until they yeah. face the protector of the people. The white monkey. I honestly expected this to be like a comedy from that image. Huh? There but... you are. There it is. That's what I saw. Yeah. Oh, Jordan Peele produced this. Yeah. The rich don't see us as people. Give me the job no one wants to do. I'll do it. Yeah, I really like that fell a lot. Anyone who forgets their place, it doesn't turn out well for them. Hmm. Jeez. Oh, shit. He directed it, too. This huh. is not the place to work if you can't handle that sort of stuff. I like it. Unlike a lot of Indian movies, I think it felt seriously. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't look like it's going to try and be tongue in cheek at all. Oh, got that John Wick in there. That uh, I call he loves dogs. Yeah. Big bumper. 
I mean, certainly there's an inspiration here a little bit from John Wick, it seems. Yeah. Oh, damn. <clears throat> yeah. If they're showing this stuff in the trailer, this isn't even a Red Band trailer. There's going to be some really brutal shit in this. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, is this getting, I wonder if this is getting the theatrical release over here. Hopefully it's just going straight to streaming somewhere. Jesus Christ, this is really long too. It's showing way too much. It looks really good though. I, I'm, I, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm. Watch that. I'm stoked. Now there's John Wick shot right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that this? Yeah, it never ends. It's the whole movie. <laughs> like three trailers back to back. Oh. Hmm. Monkey Man. Alright, man. Actually, I'll end up watching all three of those movies probably, oddly enough. Yeah, same here. I, I did not expect, um... I did not expect that when I, like, saw, like, the names of these movies. And... Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what's the, one thing I was going to bring up about Hall real quick can't remember now um oh is um because you keep up on that stuff and i don't um the von eric movie is that reduced in price yet Do you know? yeah i don't even think it's been released for streaming yet oh really yeah um I mean, I guess man that kickboxing oh, yeah. category is way too easy buddy that was, a, that, was a, that was a really early category from last year because you were watching so many like ninja and kickboxing movies like and you spit out that phrase and I wrote it down um so yeah I mean you got all kinds like maybe I'll save you from cats like um from watching because, it over and over yes because you'll just like watch like 18 movies or something um for this category <clears throat> you'll just forget all about cats <clears throat> Uh, who can right. forget that I got <laughs> so, like the jellicle choice yes alright so uh, we'll be back next week with um, Frank's pick for the art of the kickbox um, other than that thanks for listening everybody have a good week deuces